There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm okay, how are you? I'm alright, I'm feeling slightly bad because I've just made you start again because in the first take of the intro to this week's podcast I used the phrase sex drive. Oh, don't not, say it again. Not, it's nothing to do with my, my sex drive, I, you know, as far as I know I don't have one, I just thought it was a funny phrase, it, sort of, it felt very 70s to me and then I, I led us down a terrible cul-de-sac, conversational cul-de-sac and we had to start again, so sorry about that. That's okay. Um... Are we going to hear crooning in the background at your end? Well, I can't hear at the moment, so maybe it stopped. Let me just take... I, I, I think we've moved on to the back rubbing stage. The back rubbing stage? Yeah, yeah. We're talking about my partner putting my son to bed, by the way. Yeah, nothing not to my do with that about routine. sex drive. No. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> but just before we started recording, I did hear a little, a little bit of crooning and it was nice. Yeah, he was doing a lullaby. I thought. Now, um, I need to start by apologising to you, not for the sex drive thing, but for for something slightly more substantial, Mm -hmm. which is today here in the UK, there was a minute silence for NHS workers who've lost their lives treating people with coronavirus. Mm. And I accidentally disrupted your minute silence. Yeah, I was in Sainsbury's and my phone started ringing and everyone stared at me. I just want to say, I I waited until the end of the minute. <laughs> I, w- I was sat there, refl- I mean, I never know what you're supposed to do in a minute's silence. So I'm really good at the beginning of one. And I think about people who've lost their lives or sacrifices made. Hmm. And then I do find my mind starts to drift after a while. Then I feel guilty. I'm hmm. trying to rein it back in. So what was happening was I was trying to rein my mind back in and just concentrate on, you know, the the, the heartwarming kindness of uh, humans to their fellow humans and then I noticed the second hand on my phone going round to the one minute past I thought I can probably ring Annabelle now but it seems to me that maybe the clocks in Sainsbury's are off or pe- maybe people were doing two or, th- two or three minutes just to be on the safe side oh maybe maybe and also I was my phone was on silent I lied about it ringing and everyone staring at me I just thought I'd try and make you feel bad for a second. I don't know why. It was. I, t- I told you years ago uh, when it was Diana's funeral, my friend mm. was watching it around his mum and dad's house and she went out to make a cup of tea and came back in during the two-minute silence. 
And she started going, oh, they're very quiet. I mean, no one's saying anything. I mean, what's wrong with them? They're just sat there. Nothing's happening. And my friend lost his temper and shouted, shut up, mum, it's the two-minute silence. In the middle right. of the two-minute silence. <laughs> so, yeah, which I enjoyed. Um, here's something that uh, slightly worried me. Sarah was on an Instagram Live earlier. Have you heard of this podcast called The Guilty Feminist? Oh, yes, yeah. So Sarah was on... They they were doing some Instagram live or other, and in advance of it, they asked they sent her an email asking for some kind of feminist cause or charity that she could support or give a link out to during her interview, mm-hmm. and she couldn't think of one. So I was saying, oh, you should do um, a domestic abuse one, really, because. They, they, you know, they have a really tough time of it. You know, even at Christmas when people are cooped up together, domestic abuse goes up. So, like, terrible things are happening during lockdown and uh, it can be difficult for women to reach out for help because they're often in the same space as you know, their abusers and, and all this. So I said it's really important. You should look one up. But I couldn't remember the name of any domestic abuse charities Right. So so Sarah sat for about five minutes Googling, you know, violence against women, charity, domestic abuse, helpline. And now I'm worried that she's going to start. <laughs> you know, you get adverts for things you've been Googling. Like, I'm now worried that Google thinks she's in an abusive relationship. I'd be, I'd be paranoid that the government were monitoring, like there's an alert that goes out for that yeah, being searched yeah. a lot and they come round and have a word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I mean, that, all these things have crossed my mind. So right. was that. Yeah. Um, and then what, the other thing I was just going to mention here in the intro this week is last week on the podcast, there, there was this only applies to people who downloaded it early. Mm. But there was a foul-mouthed outburst from you right at the end. Well, unintentionally. Well, you know, you're in control of your own mouth, Annabelle. <laughs> Nobody put those words in there. Did you kiss your own mother with that mouth when we're not in social distancing in a lockdown? No. Yeah, so I don't. Um, I didn't know it's going to be on, but obviously it wasn't supposed to be on the podcast, but I don't even know. What was I swearing at? Do you know? I can't what remember. it was is we'd been talking about something in the podication hmm. and then I told you a story that I'd never told you from years ago uh, appertaining to that thing. Uh, and you were finding it quite shocking. Uh, so you were just as a reaction saying the f word a lot but um what me? happens is when we finish recording you email me your file mm. so I'd, I'd stopped recording that by that point but yours was still still going and you were just saying the f word over and over again they couldn't <laughs> hear my end of the conversation that must have been amazing imagine downloading that i'm that for me with the best podcast ever that I'd ever listened to unless you're listening with your children of course yeah sorry about that everyone yeah in which case it's a <laughs> scramble for the off switch but uh yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll i, I promise to be mindful of that this week i don't want another you know people are finding it difficult as it is it's you know it's difficult times for everyone they don't mm. need you effing and jeffing i think what i'll do is i'll press stop Oh, can end. we hear? Is that a special yeah. guest appearance on can the podcast? You hear by... it? What's he saying? Yes. Hold on. Oh, he's calling for me. No, I'm not going to go. I'm going to be professional and stay. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> that must make you feel better because you told me that he won't allow you to sing to him before. He'll only let your lover, Tom, sing his lullabies at night. Yeah, but then after Tom said goodnight to me, he likes me to come in and then he likes to, he's got these set things he says and then he goes to sleep. 
but uh, so he probably wants to say his set things but oh well all right um anyway so we've done the the apologies and uh on, on with on, shall tell you what i will let you go and attend to your son okay and then we will be back in a second okay great i shall rush off give me a sec You back with us? Hello, yes, I'm back. Hi, hi. Did that all go fine? Yes, I fine. We did our set piece, and now it's over. <laughs> we like to keep to a script. And uh, um, what is your contribution to the script? Yeah, um, I say he says oh, I can't. It would be so boring. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sure. Yeah. Okay, so he says. Baba, mm, which means Baba sleeping, and I go yes, Baba sleeping, and then he goes shh, shh, and I go yes, the shush is on, um, and then I and then he goes eyes, mm, which means my eyes are closed, <laughs> and I go yes, your eyes are closed, and he goes rah, mm, and I go yes, your dinosaurs here, and then he goes Baba, and I go yes, your Baba's there, and then I say good night, Rudy, what a lovely day we've had, good night, see you in the morning. You see, I don't think that was in the least bit boring. I found it fascinating. <laughs> oh, really? But I wonder if I wonder if that's just because a I've got a, a small child and b I love you. Like I, d- I don't oh. know. Like if that is, <laughs> I don't know if it's because of the depth of our friendship that I find yeah. that you know when you get to see you you know somebody inside out, yeah. and then but there are still certain bits of them that are generally hidden from you yes. because you know it's just boring bits of their everyday life. I love those glimpses. Right. Okay. Well, if it's so interesting that was great for, for you, me, but... okay. Maybe yeah, some one other go. person would be like, "Oh, that was quite interesting." Who knows? <laughs> um, all right then. So, uh, correspondence from drifters. Yes, the first one is from Rob. Last November, I was doing my then usual commute from west of London into Waterloo Station. In the middle of the pack concourse, there was a small table with two elderly ladies selling poppies and other British Legion merchandise, and I could see that commuters were getting frustrated at having to navigate around them. I'd not yet bought my annual poppy, so decided I should support them as they were valiantly doing an excellent job and no one seemed to be giving them the time of day. I navigated through the crowds and proudly went to select my pre-pinned poppy from those on display. Just as I did this, a tall, well-dressed gentleman approached the table and picked up one of those bigger, fancier poppies. The two ladies immediately got talking to him and were showing their gratitude as the man pushed a rolled-up £10 note into one of the collection tins. I picked up my small paper poppy and dropped a £2 coin soundlessly into another collection tin. As I did this, I tried to make eye contact with one of the ladies to show that I'd just made a donation. They were still both fussing over Mr. Tenor here and I couldn't seem to get their attention. <laughs> I tried a little cough just so they would see me, but to no avail. I then realised this attempt at getting their attention would probably look like I was reaching for a thank you. I really wasn't. I just wanted them to realise I'd paid for the poppy I was about to walk away with. I decided I'd been standing there too long, so I took my poppy, turned and walked away. I got about 20 feet when I sensed a commotion from the poppy table. I had my earphones in, so I couldn't quite hear what the fuss was about. But as I turned to look, the two elderly ladies were waving like crazy, shouting something and pointing in my direction. I immediately realised, with horror, that they must have thought I'd taken a poppy without paying for it. 
Above the din of my headphones, I shouted at a volume that surprised even me. It's okay. I paid for it. I didn't nick it. Everyone around me stared at me. Surely stealing a poppy from two elderly (laughs) ladies must be the lowest of all crimes. And I knew that everyone would be telling their friends and workmates about what they'd just seen at Waterloo Station. The only person in my immediate vicinity who wasn't staring at me was the tall gentleman who, unbeknownst to me, had walked away from the table seconds after me and was also striding in my direction. The poppy sellers weren't actually waving at me. They were waving at him. He'd left his umbrella against their table and had left it behind. I lowered my head and walked away as quickly as I could. (laughs) As a drifter, I don't know what was worse. Having shouted at two innocent ladies in a crowded station, all the knowledge that a bunch of London commuters will have spent the day talking about some terrible person who had probably stolen from a worthwhile and well-loved charity. (laughs) This year... I'll be doing an online donation and then reusing last year's poppy. Thank you very much. Oh, that's fantastic. That's great. Very embarrassing. And this one is from Andy. I need to set the scene for this one. I often stay over at my girlfriend's flat, which, like many in London, is a studio flat with a shared kitchen. I have stayed over plenty of times before and like the decent person she is, my girlfriend tries her best to limit my exposure to anyone else in the building due to my failure at forming any normal human interaction. Anyway, I'm not sure what came over me one morning, but we needed to do the washing up from the night before. And with a burst of enthusiasm and chivalry, I decided that I would let her stay in bed and I would go to the shared kitchen and complete the washing up. Obviously, my girlfriend was worried straight away that I would see someone or cause an awkward social interaction. I reassured her that it would be fine. I'd just do the washing up and return like a normal human being. The shared kitchen is a flight of stairs down and through a door. Once inside the kitchen, there are about four doors emanating from the kitchen. One to a bathroom, one back from where I came to the stairwell and two doors to other people's flats. So... I'm at the sink, confidently washing up, and my back is to the stairway door, which I came in from, and also to the other doors as well. I finished washing up, and I turned back to leave the kitchen area, only to find a young woman holding the door open to the stairway for me in a sort of a, I'll wait for you to clear the kitchen before I come in kind of way. I walked towards the woman with all my washing up and thank her for holding the door open for me, smiling politely and stepping past her over the threshold of the door, only to realise that I wasn't in the stairway as expected, but I was in the hallway of someone else's flat. I was literally stood in the hallway of a person's flat looking into their bedroom. I could see their unmade bed and clothes on the floor. The woman said, are you okay? Meekly. To which I replied the only way I knew how. I apologised about five times and uttered, I'm from upstairs, before leaving her flat and finally exiting through the appropriate door to the stairway. I told my girlfriend about all of this once I returned and was met with the comment of, I knew that would happen. (laughs) (laughs) Since then, I've been unable to go to the shared kitchen on my own in case someone sees me. So I have to take my girlfriend for protection every time. I'm saving up to move house soon. This is the obvious only logical solution. (laughs) Uh, Please do continue to to email us uh, through all this. You can do so at hello at adriftpodcast.com. Annabelle, another way in which you are not a fully functioning adult? The lockdown weeks, months, years. 
So I think that we're lucky compared to some other countries in that we're allowed out for a walk, like a walk, run or cycle once a day. My friend, she lives in Dubai and they're only allowed to go to the supermarket every three days or the cash point every five days, which I find really weird. Like I don't think I've been to a cash point for about eight months. (laughs) But, But now there are some very excited trips to the ATM every fifth day in Dubai just to get out of the house. But I, I enjoy my daily walk. You have a daily walk, don't you? Yes, yeah, we go to the cemetery. The cemetery, yeah. <laughs> Isn't it just nice to get out of the house? So I like yeah. it and my two-year-old likes it and the dog likes it. And I feel like we might all go insane without it. And um, We live right by Epping Forest, so that makes the walk pretty nice, especially as there are less doggers around at the moment. That makes it especially nice. But as someone who grew up on a dual carriageway, where the nearest green space that we take... Hang on a minute. I'm just, can I just... I, I, I just want to come back to the dogging issue yeah of course yeah i'm surprised that dogging is that affected by it really because if if you think about it Mm -hmm. so and i know it doesn't necessarily count as a form of exercise so you know it's not necessarily an essential reason for leaving the house yeah but my understanding of it it is generally a a husband and his wife so Mm. they are members of the same household Mm -hmm. And then the spectators, usually gentlemen, from what I've seen in documentaries, oh. they are generally two metres <laughs> apart from each other and from the, from the couple. So you make I'm, I'm surprised. You an excellent point. And you, you know, you, you could claim it's exercise. I think what I was trying to say, yeah. and I was using the wrong word, I don't know the right word that's like decent to say, decent. What I, what I mean is there's other activities going on that... Uh, that you don't do with your household and there is no social distancing. Right, 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 right. That's yes. what I was referring to, but I was using the wrong yeah. words. Yeah. That still goes on in the cemetery we go to. No. But after a certain time, yeah, our next door neighbours, the dearies, happened to cross it down a, down a secluded pathway in the cemetery in the other day. cemetery? Yeah, it's quite notorious for it, this particular cemetery. I went a bit speechless then. Can you can you imagine? No, I mean it's not it's not my, my thing. But who am I to judge? Wow, who am uh, I to no, judge? I'm, I'm the, judging. The deprav- who am I to judge the depravity? Well, seeing as your son did a poo on a gravestone, I, don't yeah, know, yeah, I, I would yeah. agree that you're not in the best position to judge. Yeah. Um, go on. Sorry, uh, uh, I feel like I completely derailed what you were telling us. That's all right, not at all. So, um, yeah, so I grew up on a dual carriageway, and the nearest green space that we played in was the sewers so i'm not someone <laughs> who knows the names of plants and flowers and birds it's not my thing i'm not good with nature if it's in the air i can identify magpie pigeon crow and robin that's it mm-hmm. and as far as i'm concerned any bird in the water is a duck or a swan because i know yep. swans so i was with my son by the edge of a lake in epping forest and there was also another family and there was a mum and a dad and a son roughly the same age as mine judging by his height maybe a bit younger but he was speaking fluently whereas mine mostly just says ot dat which means what's that (laughs) (laughs) about everything like even though he knows the name of everything he just likes he just likes me repeating names of things so it always goes ot dat ot dat and while the other parents were interacting with their child by asking stimulating questions me and rudy were just lobbing stones in the water Basically, they were the kind of parents that I thought I'd be, but I'm very definitely not. So we're throwing stones and then a a duck comes swimming up and I say, oh, Rudy, a duck, say hello to the duck. 
And then the dad says to his son, oh, Edward, look at the coot. What a lovely coot. Which, which annoys me. It's annoying, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, passive aggressive. It yeah, it's like he can't bear his two-year-old to be as ignorant as me. It gets my back <laughs> up. So I start saying, oh, yes, what a lovely duck. Rudy, way to the duck. And I just keep saying duck over <laughs> and over again. And then he's saying, Edward, do you want to give the coot some food? He's a lovely coot. <laughs> And I'm saying, hello, duck. What a nice duck. <laughs> and it's getting ridiculous. Like, I realise it's pathetic. And then the duck slash coot goes off and we go back to throwing stones in the water. And then another two ducks show up. And I'm all, oh, Rudy, Rudy, two more ducks. And the dad says, oh, Edward, Canadian geese. And he cannot stay, stop saying Canadian geese. He says it over and over again. And I hate him so much. He makes me so furious. And the very worst part of it all is that now, whenever we see a coot or a Canadian goose, Rudy says to me, oh, dat. And I say, duck. And he says, no. Until I say Canadian goose or coot. And then he goes, yes. <laughs> He's on the dad's side. So I'm going to ruin his childhood by asking him endless stimulating questions now to see how he likes that. <laughs> ああ、ちょっと待って。ああ、ちょっと待って。ああ、ちょっと待って。ああ、ちょっと待って。ああ、ちょっと待って。ああ、ちょっと待って。ああ、ちょっと待って。ああ、ちょっと待って。ああ、
Oh, right. Yeah, I enjoyed the first series. Um, mm. Not so much the last episode, but I enjoyed like all of the first series, very much indeed, until that last episode, which was a bit, for, for me anyway, a little overly sentimental. But uh, mm. I'll definitely watch the second because mm. I enjoyed you know, most 90% of that first series so much. Have I... <laughs> What, what? Have I made it clear that I that I enjoyed it all apart from the last episode? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just feel like I've repeated myself about nineteen no. times. Um, okay, okay. So there's that. Um, we we're watching a thing called The Outsider. What's that? TV adaptation of a Stephen King novel. Oh, which I really enjoyed the first couple of episodes, and now I've gone off it a bit because I've realised there's a big supernatural component to it. So I was trying mm. to, I was trying to figure it out. I was trying to figure out who done it and what had happened, mm. and then uh, what I've realised now is there's no point. You know, like you spent years watching Lost and trying to figure out what had actually happened. There was yeah. no point because yeah. it was always going to be something stupid because it can't be explained by logic. That's how I feel about this thing a little bit. If, if I'd just been watching it in the first place, thinking, oh, I'm watching a spooky thing, then maybe I'd be enjoying it more. But I'm struggling a little bit because mm. I thought I'd be able to figure it out with my brilliant mind for spotting plot points. <laughs> um. I tell you what I was going to mention is I was out earlier. I wasn't walking to the cemetery. I was going to the shops, uh, which is the other thing you're allowed to do. Yeah. And I passed someone in the street who was wearing one of those face masks, which uh, if you're in the UK, you will know they're not mandatory here as of yet, although I think that's changing in Scotland. But if you're listening to the country, I think that, you know, they're mandatory in a lot of places. Mm. Um, apart from Sweden, of course, where you're just all like, encouraged to like get up right in each other's faces and breathe all over each other kissing oh they're all yeah, kissing aren't yeah, they yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway the point being I passed somebody in a face mask in the street said hello to them because straight away I recognised it as one of the young women who works at my son's nursery oh okay and that got me to thinking hmm. that masks perhaps aren't as good a disguise as people think they are Oh, because you can tell, you could tell by the top half of the face. Yeah, but just mm. generally, you know, like you, you'll watch a film like Eyes Wide Shut, which admittedly I've never seen, but my understanding of it <laughs> is people go to depraved sex parties, but it's okay because they're wearing masks. Yeah, you can So still it's all tell. anonymous. Yeah. Or if they make a documentary about dogging where they've got masks on, <laughs> or if people are uploading adult contents of themselves to, to the internet wearing masks, it, it strikes me that maybe like having about a quarter of your face covered up to people who already know you mm. isn't going to disguise you beyond all recognition. No, no. I, th- I think, yeah, it's, it's a good lesson for you to learn. If yeah. you're thinking about disguising yourself at some weird sex party or something, I don't know. Yes, yeah, it's, you know, maybe it needs more than a mask. Mm-mm. Um also, I wondered if I would have recognised without the mask. <laughs> wonder, you know, like, so I'm bad with faces. Yeah, hold on a bit. You're blind. terrible. Yeah, and I wonder if something about the mask makes it easier for me. Because there's, there's less of the face to, to identify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that how it works? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I've told you before, I mean, this is slightly different, but um, in fact, it's not related at all. I don't know why I'm bringing it up, really. I was going to say, do you remember when I used to be going to the airport quite often after the radio show on a Friday and mm. I'd be in a rush, so I'd get one of these taxi bikes Mm-mm. and um, I'd sit on the back of the bike and I'd uh, have a helmet on and it'd have a little intercom in it and I'd be talking to the guy driving the bike, the, the rider, 
and I was 10 times more interesting and charismatic and conversationally <laughs> adept as I am in any other social environment. Right, because you didn't have to have eye contact. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it was, but just something about you know not having to stare at somebody's face while I was talking to them mm. made me far better and more comfortable as a conversationalist. And I wonder, I think like the, the, the logic, it's quite the leap of logic here, is if the world would be a better place for me if everybody was just wearing masks all the time. Yeah, or every, you just spoke to people's back. <laughs> yeah. You could say, could you just, we'll have a better conversation if you wouldn't mind just turning round. <laughs> that wouldn't be an awkward thing to say. Yeah, it. yeah, I mean, the conversation would be off to a bad start just with me saying that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. The first time I ever got on one of those bikes, because they give you, um, you know, I don't, I don't know, leathers, would you call them? I had to put like some kind of overall on or something and then okay. uh, put the helmet on and I sat the the rider got on and then he showed me how to climb on pillion so mm. I got on and then I put my arms around his waist <laughs> and he came on the intercom and said that's very nice but if you look to your sides there are handles for you to, there are handles for you to grab onto I love how he said that's very nice beforehand no. like... <laughs> God, I um... used to love getting those taxi bikes because you liked what, the, what what because of the conversation or I think I liked the conversation mm. I was at like at my conversational best on the back of them I liked the sort of drama of oh I'm in such a rush to get to the airport I couldn't possibly just go on public transport or get in a normal taxi I gotta go on the back of a motorbike because it's gonna save me 10 minutes uh. yeah and then I think just I mean I, I have no ambition at all to be a biker no. and yet I would feel so much adrenaline from whizzing up the motorway on those bikes that when I got off the other end, I was really buzzing. Oh, I want to go on one now. Maybe I should join a biker gang, but just as somebody who rides pillions. <laughs> or maybe a little sidecar. <laughs> <laughs> you could do that. Yeah. Okay, Snaresbrook suggestions at the GLAP clinic. At my end in uh, problematic. How's it at Quandary Corner? Yeah. How's it looking? Have you got the first one for I, us? I do. And it's from Ben who says, just a quick urgent one I think we all need in these crazy times. With the incessant memes, GIFs, etc. being sent round at the moment, is there a way to respond politely without upsetting the sender, especially when you've seen it countless times already? Let me explain further. If I, get some, if I get sent something, especially by my parents' generation, 75 to 80, I can guarantee I saw it weeks, if not years ago, or it yeah. won't be funny, or both. If I get sent one I've, I've seen several times already that is funny, do I just respond as if it's the first time I've seen it? Worst of all is I've been the one that found it first and sent it to loads of people ages ago. How do I keep that quiet and politely respond when I just want to show off and say, yes, that's one of mine? Actually, worst of all is when I'm the culprit. I got a very polite response from a friend saying, that one's been doing the rounds for a bit now, but I love it. Like a punch to the gut. <laughs> Any help will be welcome. Kindness of regards, Ben. Oh, I yeah. think that's a great question. Yeah, I mean, I have been guilty of doing that kind of passive aggressive. Oh, yeah, it's a great one, that, isn't it? You know. Oh, that says everything. That's a great one, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. I mean... I've, I've do, usually I'll only do that if it's one doing the rounds about the Beatles or something I know a lot about that I would consider it some kind of personal shame that I brought on my own name and that of my family by not having already seen it. 
otherwise, I don't know how you're communicating these things. Um, but if it's via iMessage or texts, you can do this thing now. You tell me if you can do it on WhatsApp, because as you know, I'm not on WhatsApp, mm. where if you hold it down, you can do a reaction like a thumbs up or a ha-ha. Well, no, you can just, just do an emoji, really. So it, so if I look at the last message you sent me, mm. I'm just going to do it now. Mm-hmm. If I hold my thumb down on it, yeah. I'm given the option of a heart, a thumbs up, a thumbs down, a ha-ha, two exclamation marks or a question mark. So I'm going to do ha-ha. Mm-hmm. And there you go. It should pop up on your phone as a reaction. And so you're able to react to text messages like you can react to things on Facebook. Right, right. And so that, that so saves I think, you having so, to use any words. I think sort of the bare minimum mm. is just being able to do that. Because often prior to that, I would spell out ha, 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 ha. Mm. But I'd also worry that it looked sarcastic. Mm. What's What's your thought on this? Well, the thing is... Like you were saying that if someone sends you something like beatily, you're thinking that it'd be great shame if you hadn't seen it already. But they're sending it to you because they think you haven't seen it. So any kind of words you use are going to make them feel like, oh, that's really embarrassing. He'd already seen it. Why yeah, but I want them though? to feel a bit embarrassed. I want them to feel embarrassed. Well, I want, you want, I want them, them to. Think, who did I think I was? I'd have to get up very early in the morning to find a beetle gif or meme that he hasn't already seen. <laughs> yeah, okay. So in the case of just one of the ones going around at the moment i think you all you can do is just do yeah some kind of emoji some kind of ha 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 like it's just some kind of amused reaction i think if you use any words i think it it, it is like a punch to the gut like thinking <laughs> so i i sent one to my so i'm in a whatsapp group with my neighbors just to either side and i sent i, I don't know why i did it but i sent a gif i think it's a gif or a meme anyway i sent one and one of them responded with the crying of a laughter face. Great. The other one responded with the kind of the okay, the A-OK hand sign. And, oh, that, yeah, yeah. and that was her saying, oh, I saw that years ago or months ago. Because I did ask my boyfriend later in that's been going around for, for ages now. And I felt like an idiot. What was the gif of? Was it of, um, what's his face? Gene Wilder as um, Willy Wonka looking slightly bored. No, no. What was it? <sighs> I feel, I'm just, I feel almost embarrassed to say. We want to hear. Oh, it was it was really funny. Go on. So it's a guy just looking to the camera and then there's a voiceover saying, you've got to be locked down for, I can't remember it word for word, for, you know, six weeks. Yeah. You have two choices. A, you lock down with your wife and children. B, and he goes, I'll take A. No, no, I'll take B. I'll take B. No, I, said, I did it wrong. Sorry, I messed it up. <laughs> He goes, I'll take B. Yeah, no, we've all seen it. I just wanted to hear oh, you describe it. Wait, that was so cruel of you. <laughs> when when did you send that? Oh, wait, ages ago, ages ago. But When I, did you really send it? Honestly, honestly, ages ago. But Did you send it like the first day of lockdown? If so, it's not exclusive. The first day they started no. talking that there might be a lockdown in no, the news was when no, everybody saw that. No, we were in... We were, it was ages ago, but it was in lockdown. And I could tell just by her little gesture, the gesture she'd use, that she'd seen it about a week ago already. And she'd been sent it 20 times. Oh, and I felt bad. so embarrassed. This is why it's best not to try. I know. This is a thing. Can we just make a rule that we don't try? And then if someone mm. does try, we just do the crying with laughter face and that's it. This done. Oh, I quite like the AOK fingers. Ah, oh, but that said, that said everything to me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's everything. why I like it. It was a punch okay. to the gut. 
<laughs> okay, let's move on to the next one. It's from Roz. How many times a day do you say hello to someone? This is obviously this was written a while ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For example, you get into work and say hello to the security guard on the way in. Are you done with hellos for the day or do you have to greet them in the same way every time you pass them? Like if you go out for lunch and come back in, is that another hello? Is a smile and a nod okay? I once worked with an intern who said hello every time you met them, which was often several times in one day, and it was weird. Well, firstly, I think, you know, regular listeners will know the first time you say hello, and then if you see them again in the afternoon, you say, hot enough for you? (laughs) Cold cold enough for you? Depending depending on the weather. weather. Yeah, Yeah, there we go. (laughs) Kind of answer the question, really, isn't it? And that's that's you done. Yeah, but I do think the answer is also in the question that I think the smile and the nod is uh, after the first time is fine. Yeah, I think you only, you only need to say hello once, don't you? Beginning, yeah. the first time is a hello, and then yeah. it just goes down in increments until, if you've seen them like 20 times that day, you can ignore them by the 20th, I think. You know the worst possible thing you could do if, if it was, like, say, like three times or more, if you went, me again. <laughs> <laughs> just me again. <laughs> We've all done it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, if you have a, uh, a quandary for us here in Quandary Corner and we're so grateful that we're still getting them even though people are social distancing these things are obviously still preying on your mind uh, do send us uh, your quandaries for Quandary Corner if you need to know the behaviour in any given social situation email us hello at adriftpodcast.com And that was our podcast. Thank you for listening to it this week. I thought your bits were very good, Annabelle. I feel that I've been a little lacklustre. No, stop but I can't. It now. I can't always have all my luster all the time. <laughs> It'd be exhausting for, for me and everyone else. Too much luster, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what's a great song. Luster by Ed Harcourt. Oh, I don't think I know it, and I do oh. like Ed Harcourt. I oh, Annabelle, it's one of his best. It's oh, not one of his goodness. best known, but one of his best. He did it in session on the old radio show. The version he did in session, if anything, is even better than the one on the record. Uh, maybe I'll send it to you on a, on a, a wet transfer. A what? A wet transfer. Oh, my a... God. <laughs> what? Okay, yeah, I get it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, our old... We, had, we used to have this boss who was, like, obsessive about knowing what the latest thing was online. He always knew the websites and the social media before anybody else. And he came in one morning and told us about something called P-Interest. Oh. Was he the one whose son hacked into his account and sent round a link to Penn Island as well? <laughs> yeah. That's another one. Uh, um, anyway, uh, we've uh, gone off, uh, off the track here. What was I doing? Thanking them for listening to the podcast. Yeah, so thanks to man and the Echo back in music into Emily Harrison for the incidental music thank you to you for listening and I'll finish by making clear it's okay I paid for it I didn't nick it
Podication time. This comes from Mark, who says, Dear Jeff and Annabelle, it's Mark here, a drifter living in Stavanger in Norway. I, uh, I don't know how many others are listening from the fjord cracked north, but I hope some of them at least are tuning in on my recommendation. I'd love to spend some more time in Norway. I've spent, I think, a total of three or four hours in Oslo, and I once took a ferry from um, Bergen. But ap- apart from that... Very little time. I think it seems to be one of the most beautiful countries in Europe. I have a very good friend who lives in fact, I have a couple of good friends who live in Oslo. Oh, who are they? Aha. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but only two of them. Oh, right. I won't won't say which one I don't like. (laughs) Okay, okay. It's pal. It's pal. (laughs) I've never been to Norway and I, I very much want to go. Well, you better take out a second mortgage. Yes, I'm going to, yeah. I mean, I am going to. (laughs) (laughs) How are you going to get approved just out of interest? No, I mean, I'm joking. Of course I'm not going to. I'll never get approved. No. Um, Yeah, it it just seems like a beautiful country. I'm a big fan of the Nordic countries, although I've only spent time in Denmark, Sweden and Iceland and those few hours in Norway. Never been to Finland. I know, Annabelle, you spent a bit of time there in Finland. I Oland, which are the islands in the Baltic Sea, which belong to Finland, the sort of halfway across yeah and i know you've uh, spent some time in helsinki as well yeah also in a forest quite close to helsinki yeah it's good memory yeah yeah yeah. but i mean i'm sure it's hugely insulting if you start talking about norway and then somebody starts going on about whether his colleague's been to finland or not (laughs) i'm sure mark doesn't mind yeah um that would be like somebody writing in from the Isle of Mance and then you said, never been there, but I have been to the Isle of Wight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Um, he says, I hope some of them are tuning in on my recommendation. Anyone whose opinion matters to me is forced to sit down and listen to the unlucky story whilst I hover in the background with an affected air of nonchalance, oh. but truly with hope and desperation in my heart. <laughs> what is a worse feeling than trying to show oh. somebody something or get them to listen to something and trying to gauge their reaction in the real stress time? stress of it. I know. I uh, hope because I think they're great and I want them to love it and become drifters like me. And desperation because, well, I'd honestly tried to continue the relationship before, but if they don't like that story, I know in my heart we are not really going to make it as friends. But love is blind. Uh, I know it's difficult to imagine anyone being as besotted as this, but it is a measure of how much I love my girlfriend that I don't even remember what she thought of the unlucky story. Yeah. Wow. So if I may, I would like to podicate this episode to her. Her name is Veronica. She used to have a carefree mind of her own and a devilish look in her eyes. Do you know what that was, Annabelle? No, what? It wasn't in the podication. It was me quoting Elvis Costello's Veronica. Oh. I like that song. Uh, it's spelled differently, though. She uh, spells it with a K. Uh, the other day, Mark continues, she said to me, when I am 100% sure that I'm right about something... I am probably wrong about 60% of the time. <laughs> I mean, it makes me laugh whenever I think about that. That is so I think amazing. My, yeah, I think, I, think, I think that's true of me as well. Yeah, I think, I think that's yeah, a bit true of me as well. Um, so I wanted to know that even if she were only 60% as kind and as caring and fun, as beautiful as she is, she would still be 100% right for me. What a lovely thing. Aww. Thanks, guys. Well, um, Veronica, Mark, you found each other in the frozen north. Isn't that a lovely thing? Beautiful. We've got to get, we've got to get to Norway. Maybe we should do our second live show in Norway. 
let's not start planning it too soon. <laughs> what are those? There's some islands right at the top that I've always fancied. I've always liked the look of some islands at the top of Norway. Do you know what I'm talking about? Well, I what can. Are they near Tromsø. Let's have a look here. Let me try and Google. Let me try and Google map it. What are those ones called? Right up there. Right you can up, tell that right we're sick of being in our own houses. All we can talk about is countries you want to go to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be honest, it's just Norway, really, for me. But oh, I can't remember it. I can't get them up on the screen. doesn't matter, though, does it? No. We'll be all right. We can talk about these islands another time. Maybe yeah. Veronica can write in and tell us if she knows anything about these islands. Maybe she knows the only good venues there for the, for this live show we're doing. Yeah, yeah, mm. I think... Um, and it proved to us which were the most dedicated drifters because they'd travel all the ways to these small islands <laughs> at the top of Norway, which I think are quite possibly in the Arctic Circle. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And also really they'd all would. be having to get uh, second mortgages because Norway's so expensive. Mm, mm. Yeah. Uh, they're not if you're Norwegian. They've got that huge sovereign wealth fund, of course. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, I'm, just gonna pen- I'm gonna pencil it in for 2021. I'm not gonna use a pen. I'm gonna use a pencil. <laughs> right. Uh, if you would like a podication, then email us hello at adriftpodcast.com. No more effort than Jeff and Annabelle. I'm pressing stop now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.